Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Ross. What's the story, bud? Man, absolutely buzzing with this show. We have just launched a giveaway competition. We're giving away not 100, but 200 euro. A pair of lovely Adidas boxing gloves, some hand wrapped, some pads, an Energize t shirt, and an Energize hoodie. Who does not want to win that? Did, did you mention the 200 euro? 200 big ones. Man, like, it's great to be able to give back, you know that? It really, really is. We just thought, like, you know, it's Christmas this time of year. It's been a rough year for everyone. We'll do our biggest ever giveaway. And it doesn't get much bigger than that. Yeah, thanks to Five Store Media as well. They're uh, doing great, great things. Yeah, they really, really are. Fair play to Five Store. Um, those gloves look unreal. Like, people have messaged us, like, and just went, the gloves, man, the gloves. And then uh, we also <laughs> have one or, one or two people messaged me, like, I want that hoodie. It was like, where can I buy the hoodie? He was like, oh, I want to buy it. It's like, they're actually not for sale. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, if the competition goes well, we're told that we'll be able to do more competitions next year and we'll actually be able to, like, sell our own T-shirts and hoodies as well or whatever. Whatever way it works. Whatever way it works, yeah. So it should be interesting. 2021 is going to be a huge year for, like, everyone. You know, like, right now, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm waiting to go, you know? Yeah, you're... Like, you're um, at the starting line and you're already ready to jump over yeah I know some people are in a worse situation this, tier, this time but like last year I was in a way worse situation so it's just crazy how life works and uh, just keep doing your thing keep going and keep flowing but uh, Ross like on today's show we will have Ian the future Gary on the show fresh off his win on Cage Warriors he's, uh, <laughs> he's going to jump on shortly but uh, we're just going to kick off the show because over the weekend Anthony Joshua got the job done against Pulev What's next from here, Ross? Well, there can only be one next. It has to be um, Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Uh, I don't know if you saw the post-fight interview after the fight. Did, did you? Um, Joshua was asked who's next. And he, he, he wouldn't say Tyson Fury's next. He was like, oh, well, whoever the people want me to fight next. And then the, the interviewer went, uh, well, who here wants to see Joshua fight Fury next, and then all the fans were like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and then um, he was sort of just asked about the the Fury fight, and um, Eddie Hearn was then asked about the Fury fight, which I always find weird because in no other sport you have the person who fought and the manager both being interviewed at the same time. Yeah, it's strange. Isn't it? Sense. it is very very strange. And then um, Eddie Hearn was like, "Yeah, five or six months." And then Joshua was like. Four or six months because that's ages away. He goes, All right, you want to? And he's like, Yeah, obviously. So I think we would look on March, April for that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think March is a good day for that fight. And do you think they're, they're gonna have that in London, or do you think they might try and do it abroad? Um, I think it will, a lot of it will depend on whether they can pack out a stadium in London or not. If they can pack out a stadium somewhere else in the world, they'll probably go somewhere else in the world and do it. Um, I think the fans can't really give out. If they're not able to go, that it's somewhere else. It shouldn't really make too much of a difference. Yeah, but also there was a big, big announcement just straight after our show came out. Logan Paul is going to be fighting Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition match. Now, Ross, like we were saying last week's show, the way like Jake Paul was calling out Conor McGregor, and we were like, Here, this is entertainment. But then there's something about this fight didn't sit properly with me. I think it was the exhibition part. What, like, is this going to be just no headshots, just, just rock and sock them in the stomach sort of stuff. Like, what, what are you sort of expecting? And also, when you heard the news, what were you thinking? Cause... Well, Tyson versus Jones was an exhibition as well. That's yeah. what those bouts are called. Yeah. Um, look, I expect Floyd Mayweather to go in there and be able to knock Logan Paul out <laughs> quite handily, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I have no interest in this fight. Like, I, yeah. think, I think they thought, big name, big name, great fight. Yeah. But like, People want, a, people want an actual fight. Like, that's why they like Tyson versus Jones, uh, Jones Jr. They didn't know who was going to win. You know, because Jones, Jones Jr. was only three years uh, retired from boxing. Tyson was retired 10 years from boxing. Obviously, Tyson had like the mass and the size advantage. And then Roy Jones Jr. had the speed advantage. But in this fight, you're like, right, well, Mayweather is obviously the better boxer. He's got to be much faster. He's a better athlete. Like, the only thing Logan Ball has is the size. And when you see someone who's 50 and 0 fighting someone who's 1 oh. or 0 oh 1, sorry. 0 oh 1 and 1, isn't it? Yeah. No, the first oh one. 0 oh 1, yeah. sorry, because the, the mm. first one was a draw and that was an amateur fight. Yeah. 
it'd be like me fighting Demetrius Johnson and then people being like, clearly, after having a white collar box match, <laughs> oh, clearly he's going to win. He's so much bigger than him, but obviously not. Like, how does that make you feel knowing that's on? To be honest, I'm actually just not interested in it. Yeah, like it's already died down. The hype has already disappeared. No one's yeah, like, oh, I thought Jake Paul was going to lose against Nate Robinson. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, he's fighting athlete. Then when it's on, I was like, that was actually impressive. Yeah, and I that was know, a proper. Like, that was a proper fight. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but I know Logan Paul's going to lose Floyd Mayweather. Probably lose on points or he gets knocked out, or whatever. So I have no interest because I don't think there's a slight remote possibility of him winning. If, that's yeah. like me trying to play football against David Beckham. I'm just like, oh, Beckham's a bit older than me, but like he was a professional footballer. I just like to kick the football. You know what I mean? It's it's just not entertaining for me. Yeah, but even like the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, like we like I was convinced that Conor McGregor touch turned to gold. I was like, right, he is a great chance. Like he can win this. But this is just even like this is a million times shorter. That like you're just like, why is this happening? It's almost like the remember uh, Floyd went over to Japan for New Year's. I think it was two years ago to fight tension. Yeah, and like absolutely smoked him. I don't like. I don't know. Like, oh, we're obviously going to keep a, keep an eye on it and then be looking at it, but it's just um, it's not the same. No, it's not. It's really not the same. It's it's really it's, not the same. It's. Oh, I just don't believe it. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, just like, I'm just like this is you know what it's it's a cash grab and you can yeah. see it's a cash grab. You know what I mean? And like, so that you can tell they're in it together. If you know what I mean? Like, we'll just make loads of money from this round. Yeah. I just. I dislike everything about it. Yeah. And also, I think Jake Paul is a far more likable character than Logan Paul as well. And then, <laughs> It'd be close. Yeah, but I don't think Floyd Mayweather is that likable. And I think Floyd Mayweather's like selling ability was people were hoping that the next person would be the person to beat him. Yeah. And no one's going to think that with Logan Paul, so I don't see it doing incredible pay-per-view numbers. Yeah, they're just trying to use the, the same recipe as in like, Famous dude, professional boxer. Let's see what happens. Like, yeah. But ding, like, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, no one was sitting at home clamoring for this, you know. But, no, uh, no one asked this fight. It is what it is. I think it's February or March. We'll definitely keep you updated on that. Uh, Ross, also over the weekend, the McKenna brothers, after fresh coming off the show, they both won on Friday night. Yeah, they were both like vicious as per usual, like serious shots at the body. They went over there. They didn't know who they were fighting. And, they were both very impressive. I think Stevie won in the fifth round, and I think Aaron won the first round, I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely quicker, yeah. Yeah, it was very, very impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, Ireland's second Johnny Sexton. Yeah, and <laughs> then uh, and then Tiernan Bradley, he is fighting this weekend as well. It's Sunday he's fighting. Yeah, but, uh, and I should yeah. Out over in the McGregor camp as well. Absolute legend. Yeah. But, like, here, if, if you are into, like, either fitness or boxing or anything, Definitely make sure to enter that competition. It's you can see it. It's on our Instagram po- uh, wall. It's uh, it's a great competition, and uh, oh, you want to win it, but like obviously we're not allowed, you know. And also, you also win it for Christmas as well because you'll get it on uh, Christmas Eve. That's when the winner will be picked. Yeah, so it's ten days. Today's the first day. Uh, can't wait to do it. But uh, Ross, what 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 should we get into? What did we talk about UFC two fifty six, man? It was an absolute okay. epic one. All right, then. So, so may as well start at the very, very top. Obviously, it was being headlined by the flyweights, Devin Figueredo, taking on Brandon Moreno, and it went to a draw. Ross, can you remember the last time a title fight went to a draw? I don't think I can. I, I, was, I, was, I was sort of thinking, uh, did Yoel Romero go to a draw against Robert Whitaker, Or did he lose a split decision and won the fights, but Yoel Romero didn't make the weight? Uh, I have a vague recollection of something along those lines. Well, this one obviously, um, Figueredo had a point taken off. Often it was like third, third consecutive foul, and um, he poked him in the eye and he kicked him in the balls, and then yeah. he made the third foul. And, uh, Do you want me to tell you what the last draw was? Yeah, go on. Um, if I am correct, and um, well, I'm sure Kay Luno versus BJ Penn. No, um. Torum Woodley against uh, Wonderboy. Uh, ah. What UFC was that? 205. Yeah, that was the McGregor card, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think oh, I'm right not, here. I, don't, I think yeah. I'm right here. That was just the first thing that came to my head. Yeah, so they're very rare. They are very rare. You know what? 
Devin Figueredo is doing a great job making that flyweight division relevant again. I, I even think he's more relevant than Henry Cejudo did. And I don't really know why. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I feel like he's a real killer when he's in there. And I think that's what makes the difference. I think Demetrius Johnson was too nice. Henry Cejudo yeah. was too cringy. Like, I feel, do you ever feel that when like, the local guy down the pub, if he was watching two flyweights, he just goes, they're only midgets. I'd batter them. Devinson <laughs> Figueredo fights people are like nah, I wouldn't like to fight him I feel like that is it do you think it's because he's fighting like he fought on UC 255 now he's fought on UC 256 so he's just in people's mouths more so therefore he's more relevant it's definitely an upside to it I, I do think like beating Joe Benavidez twice like really makes a name for yourself as well like, people know who he is and I think that was sort of coming out on one frame yeah, so like obviously this was given fight of the night. Mm. It was a draw. I know Figueredo got points taken away from, but do you want to see a run back? Yeah, I think it should be run back if you think of the flyweight division. You know, there's not many people that are putting their hand up and being like, right, it has to be me next. There's a Russian fellow, I think Askov, I think his name is. Yeah, uh, Askar Askarov. Askar Askarov, there you go. I think he's probably the next contender, but I don't think anyone's going to throw their arms up in the air and give out about them having a rematch except for maybe him that's, and him alone but um, it was such a good fight it was maybe fight of the year contender so yeah that's so what everyone's saying so like I don't think anyone's going to complain about running that back and also some people thought Moreno won and some people thought Figueredo won so you know well, that, that makes it interesting for a second go but uh, Ross we may as well get into it as well Tony Ferguson was defeated by Charles Oliveira by decision going into this fight I thought Tony was going to win I think you thought it as well, didn't you? Um, I think it was sort of leaning towards Tony just because like that big fight experience. Yeah. But, like I knew Charles Oliveira was a very very dangerous uh, opponent, and I actually think I predicted him last week. I think it was like it was like Oliveira win by submission, um, and he almost did at the end of round one. Like how deep was that armbar, Baz? Oh my god, he was doing he was doing the splits with his elbow. Yeah, he, he, he actually was. It was it was a different level, but. Charles Oliveira was incredible this entire fight. Like, no one's ever beaten Tony Ferguson 30-26 all across the judges' scorecards. He mixed in his takedowns brilliantly. He mixed in his striking brilliantly. It was an epic all-round performance by Charles Oliveira. And in my opinion, that makes him the number one guy in the lightweight division. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of online being like, yeah, but guys, Justin's still number one. And I'm sitting there going, Justin's still number one. I thought about it and went, but Poirier beat Justin before, and he's beat Dan Hooker in the in the meantime, right? And he lasts longer against Khabib than Justin Gage did. I was like, Conor was actually the champion, and he lasts longer than Justin Gage did. And just because Justin Gage beat Tony Ferguson, I thought Charles Oliveira beat Tony Ferguson better than Justin Gage beat uh, um, than Justin Gage beat Tony Ferguson. So I actually think if I was to rank them, Justin Gage would be my fourth in out of the contenders. For who's left, to be honest. And then where does Charles Oliveira go from here? Because obviously he used to fight, fight in the featherweight division. He's obviously not a huge name, but he's after taking like a scalp from Tony Ferguson. That's a that's mm. as, one of his, as big as it comes, really. Yeah, well, that's the thing, and he should probably stay very active at this. He should probably look to fight again soon. Uh, he has lined up well with the McGregor and Poirier fight. And Conor McGregor moved to number one in the UFC's official pound-for-pound rankings. That's definitely going to make a lot of noise. Uh, you're definitely going to hear from the man himself about that. He'll be delighted with that, with that uh, moniker, pound-for-pound king. Um, but look, the winner of that fight could easily fight Charles, Charles Oliveira. But who knows, maybe the, him got, maybe the media who vote in the rankings went, this will get Khabib out of retirement. We'll put McGregor in at number one and Khabib down to number three. <laughs> <laughs> but like where, who do you think Oliveira will take on next I could see Justin Gaethje fighting Michael Chandler on the McGregor card or on that week of the McGregor card they'll probably fight the main event actually that's what I'd do with them anyway I'd definitely make that a main event and he could fight the winner of that or he could fight the winner of McGregor versus Poirier what about Nate Diaz Nate Diaz is not a bad show but he's such an unknown commodity and when he's ever, ever actually going to come back and when he's going to actually fight. I know. It's just because Charles Oliveira is just, all I, all I can picture is jiu-jitsu and I'm like, right, who who could that match up against? Mm. And like, but he, he, he smashed Kevin Lee on the feet. I know. 
it's just he has to fight someone in the top five now and they also he did he just fought Tony Ferguson yeah no but another one well yeah I don't like if it's he, realistically his next fight could be for the belt but he also might have to fight another top contender but he's also won nine in a row yeah that's the thing he's just um... but then again Leon Edwards won nine in a row as well and he didn't get an immediate title shot either yeah that's the thing yeah I will watch this space. Mm. Uh, Ross, also, uh, Mackenzie Dern got the win. And uh, something we have to talk about, Kevin Holland defeated Jack Ray Sears in the first round. Kevin Holland, he's won his fifth fight of 2020. Is Kevin Holland the UFC's fighter of the year? Without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I thought of uh, Figgy, uh, Figgy Smalls, as he's referred to now, uh, yeah. won the main event. I felt like he probably would have got it. But five fights, not only that, he actually fought his first fight in the UFC this year in May. So he's actually done it in seven months. Five fights, five wins. And he knocked Jack Ray Sousa out off his back with punches. Yeah. And he, he sort of, st- I almost felt bad for Jack Ray because he actually was standing up and like he was like keeling over backwards and he was just getting absolutely pummeled in the face. Kevin Holland has like announced his arrival to the uh, top 10 of the middleweight division. And he looks like he's a scary prospect for anyone to have to fight. It's mad how he was made to fight Jack Manson, and mm. then Jack Manson lost against Marvin Vittori. Then Kevin Holland takes like takes out Jack Ray Sousa, which mm. could potentially be his last fight in the UFC. We'll obviously get into that. Yeah. But what what would you like to see next with Kevin Holland? Because he's he's with the big boys now. Um, I would definitely not like to see him fight Marvin Vittori because I feel like his pressure and his like sort of grappling style is not good for Kevin Holland I wouldn't mind actually seeing him fight a Jared Cannonier potentially even a Robert Whitaker, um, or even a Paolo Costa I wouldn't mind seeing him fight those guys but he called out Kazmat Shmaev which I think is very interesting because he, he said um, <laughs> that Kazmat is robbing his shtick his shtick is that he fights all the time and Kazmat's only fought three times this year so he's not fighting all the time that's actually, over. that's actually very true that's very true yeah. Uh, then uh, Ross Junior Dos Santos was defeated by Cyril uh, Gan in the second round Ross like the the undefeated Frenchman is uh, former training partners with Francis Ngannou but um, if you listen to the bash with PC and Noel McGrath Noel McGrath's French was brilliant wasn't it it was it was we <laughs> oui, oui. and Cyril uh, Gan's English was, was even better but um, Cyril where does he go from here would you like to see him take on Francis Ngannou? Because there seems to be a bit of beef there, you know? I don't think I want to see him fight Ngannou next because Ngannou deserves to fight for the title. Yeah. But I do think he gets right in that mix of Alistair Olreen, Volkov, Derek Lewis. He's right up there with those guys. In terms of JDS, I think he might have ran his course with the UFC. and I wouldn't be surprised to see him get let go and part of the let goes and see him head off to Bellator or maybe even retire or... Maybe do one big fight in Brazil or something like that and then retire. Yeah, because we never actually talk about UFC releasing fighters. And now that's one of the most talked about things after Yoel Romero and Anderson Silva being let go. But after looking at this card, you're sort of thinking, Tony Ferguson, could he be let go now? Jack Ray Souza, could he be let go now? And Junior Dos Santos, that's six, six losses in a row for him. Like, mm. who, like, on a scale from one to ten, we'll start with Junior Dos Santos. How likely do you think that is his, that's his last fight in the UFC? I would say eight and a half out of ten. Realistically, okay. like he still commands a large pay packet. Um, is the juice worth the squeeze anymore with him? Probably not. You have to sort of say, like, could you squeeze in him in the main event against someone? You probably still could. But is he selling tickets anymore? Probably not. Okay. Then what about Jack Ray Souza? Jack Ray Souza, I would say. 9 out of 10 chance of him leaving just because he has such a good relationship with Bellator's uh, president Scott Coker he fought there before if UFC is willing to let him go I think he'll happily go to Bellator and he'll be a problem for some people in the middleweight division he probably looks at Kay Garvin and goes I could probably beat him uh, with the jiu-jitsu so he probably goes I could be champion over there so why not go for it and then finally Tony Ferguson Ross Tony Ferguson I'm actually going to give him a 5 out of 10 because I could actually picture Tony Ferguson with the Bellator lightweight strap around his waist. Like, I could envision that. But losing two fights in a row, I don't think is enough to actually cut the man. 
So therefore, I think he'll be hanging around for another bit. But I wouldn't rule it out in the future. Yeah, I think that's sort of in limbo. Like at 37, he's sort of moving, he's pushing on a bit. But uh, Ross, on the undercard, Raphael Fiziev won the performance of the night. This guy uh, fights in the Matrix. He does, yeah. He uh, knocked out um, Hamato Moicano. Uh, going into the fight, I, I, I saw Fiziev, was it DKS he fought? And he did yeah. the, the Matrix, the Neo. Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah, he's very good, but I was like, Moicano's definitely better. And I was like, He's a step up, and, and then he able to shut Moicano's lights out. Now, some people actually tried to say the uh, stoppage was early, but on whatever stream I was watching, the camera stayed on Moicano, and like he tried to get up, and he was like falling into the cage and everything. Like he he was out for the count. Yeah, then a big shout out to Cub Swanson getting back in the win column. Uh, our mate Billy Quarantillo was defeated by Gavin Tucker by decision, and then Tisha Torres won against Sam Hughes. Uh, that was also short notice for Sam Hughes to jump on the card. But uh, overall, Ross, UC 256, the last pay-per-view of the year. What did you make of it? I'll give it an 8 out of 10, to be honest. Like, the main event was a brilliant fight. Charles Oliveira had an absolute standout performance. And at the end of the day, I think if the, we probably would have got 9 out of 10 if it kept one or two more title fights on the card. And the main event actually gave us a result and not a draw. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Then, uh, Ross... This weekend is the final UFC event of the year. It's been headlined by our mate, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and he's taking on Jeff Neal. Um, Ross, this oh, is actually Steve. Just get the pen and paper out here now and get, get your picks down. This is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson's first fight since he was live on the Energy Show, you know that? Yeah, so I'm expecting big things from you, Wonderboy. Big things. Um, look, I actually fancy Wonderboy to win this fight, I think. And anyone who wants to stand and stand up fight with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, he's probably going to win. And I believe he'll be able to beat Jeff now. Now, obviously, we saw Pettis be able to um, knock out Wonderboy. And it was very, very impressive. But at the end of the day, I do think that Wonderboy would have learned from that. I think that he'll be able to use his elusive stance to keep Jeff Neal at arm's length. A bit like how he beat Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, this, uh, this was originally meant to be headlined by Leon Edwards and Kazma Chimaev. That's going to be rescheduled for the new year. But uh, Ross, also on this card, Jose Aldo's taking on Marlon Vera. Marlon Chido Vera is coming off that massive win against Sean O'Malley. Mm. Uh, Jose Aldo's coming off that loss for the title. What, what, what are you sort of expecting? The three, um, uh, look, this, is, this could be anyone's fight. I think the question is now, what does Jose Aldo have left in him? If what does he? Any, Man, he could be another one that lets go, that's let go as well. True. Any Jose Aldo or any glimmer of Jose Aldo that was the WEC Jose Aldo yeah. um, that has left would be Marlon Vera. But Marlon Vera is not here to make up the numbers. He's not here to be Jose Aldo's opponent. He's going in there for a win. I'm sure being South American as well, he grew up idolizing uh, Jose Aldo and now's his chance to put him away and probably finish his career. Well, this is obviously only three rounds. I think Jose Aldo really, like, he does. I don't think he has them championship rounds left in him. Mm-hmm. I think but, you know, when we saw against Max Holloway, we were like rounds four and five. There was no, there was nothing left in the tank. But I think Dana White said it before. In a three-round fight, Jose Aldo is one of the best fighters of all time. Yeah, that's why I'm going to go for Jose Aldo on this and Wonderboy Thompson in the main event. Yeah, I agree with you as well. Then uh, what? The second I saw this fight, I was straight on to Ross. I was like, Ross, this is the fight. Michael Pereira Lima taking on Chaos Williams. This, this is in the welterweight division. This is, uh, I have a feeling this is going to be fight of the night. If you're going to put any money on anything, mm. this is my fight of the night. This Ross, is matchmaking heaven. Ross, um, tell, tell the people at home why they have to watch this fight. Well, uh, Michael Pereira is a capoeira master. and He'll even like... <laughs> give up a brilliant position he's in, just do a trick. He's constantly doing backflips and everything in the cage. Um, <laughs> he, does, he does the fake showtime kick as well. Like he'll, he'll rub him up off the cage and then like fake a kick. Uh, you'll see nothing like him. And then Chaos Williams, he actually recently knocked out Abdul Razak Kazam. And that fella is an absolute animal. Yeah. He knocked him out 30 seconds flat. And I just think this is going to be for the night. It has it written all over 
Yeah, also on the card, Marlon Marais is taking on Rob Font. Marcin Gabur is taking on Greg Hardy. And Anthony Schultz Pettis is taking on Alex Moreno, the guy who last defeated Reese McKee. So, like, name value on this card is, is quite high. Yeah, to me, I'm going to give this card an 8 out of 10. But I, I, I probably would have given it a 9 out of 10, except I know that we lost Kazma Chimoyev versus Leon Edwards. If that was never on the card, I'd probably give it a 9 out of 10 to finish off the year. But it's a great card, let's be honest. Yeah. Also, during last week, there was a post out about um, Kazmat against Leon next year. And also, Conor McGregor's taking on Dustin Poirier next year. And I was like, I think I'm looking forward to the Leon versus Kazmat fight more than the Conor versus mm. Dustin Poirier fight. And like some people were like, oh, you're such a, what, what's that called? Like, uh, casual. Casual. And I was like, we've seen Conor versus Poirier before. So I'm not, I'm not like... But also, I think it's strange to call someone a casual when you're actually seeing, wanting to see the lesser-known quantity than the greater-known quantity, if that makes yeah. sense. It's the unknown quantity of that fight. is just way more intriguing. Yeah, well, you're, you're definitely seeing the levels of the game that Kazmat has as opposed to the levels of the game that... Um, you know what level McGregor's at. You know he's world-class championship level. Um, and you know Poirier is world-class championship level. We know Leon Edwards is world-class championship level, but do we know if Kazmat's world champion level? We don't, and that's what makes that fight interesting. Oh, it's so interesting, man. But, uh, people, are already, people are already waiting for him as GOAT status already. They are, they are. It's just, uh, just I just can't wait to see that. And but, I'll be uh, there for Kazmat, but get my title shots. <sighs> I know. And yeah. there's been not a word, there, there hasn't been a peep out of... Um, Current champ in the welterweight division, Kamara Usman. Kamara Usman, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't. Well, I you even forgot who he was. I know, I know, but I was, I was just, I don't know. My my head was gone there because I was, I was about to say the next UFC event is going after he, this is going to be in January the seventeenth. He should try and fight some, get a fight booked up uh, right soon. He doesn't have to fight Kazmat if Kazmat wins, and he doesn't want to fight Leon Edwards anyway. He's been he's been dodging that fight as well. Yeah, where, where do you think is Kamaru? Who's Kamaru Usman going to take on next? Could you call me Covington in a rematch? Is that what you'd like to see? I don't think I'm too pushed to see Kamaru Usman fight anyone. Yeah, I know. What is it? Like, I just don't get what it is. Uh, I just think it's, I think there's too much of a sad about him. Like, you know, when he's like wearing the African clothes and he's like, you know, dear, nightmare, and then he. he He's not really like going to Nigeria. Like, see the way um, Ngani like went to Cameroon and went to help him. Yeah, and like even Adesanya actually went to Nigeria. I think after he won his belt, like, see, I feel like Houston's never actually been to Nigeria. So like, I'm like, when are you go, you know, man, as in, like, uh, and I feel like he's like wearing a suit sometimes, and he's wearing the African clothes, and it's like, yeah, I, I understand like that's like his heritage, and like obviously he has every right to do it, but I'm like. It comes across a bit fake, and then Ben Ashman was like, "Oh, he's, you're like the fakest person I've ever met in my entire life. You're like Marty from Nebraska." And like when it actually came out that he was called Marty, I was like, "Oh, I don't know." It's just like I feel like it's too much of a sad. It's like Kamara Usman needs to be Kamara Usman, and like just be Kamara Usman. Don't yeah, he, I feel like he's always trying to be something else. It's almost like a wrestler in the WWE that like he's this guy and then that, that mm. shake doesn't work so he comes back re, reincarnated something mm. else and if that doesn't work he doesn't really know where he's going with that but uh, let's see what happens because you know it's, it's, a, it's a bad situation when you're the champ and everyone else is like all these fighters below you are getting talked about more than you are that's, that's yeah. good. but like Ross obviously this is going to be the last UFC of the year um, we're going to end up doing like an award show later like before our year is out but like mm. you won't be back again until what I said, January 17th, that's going to be held on with Max Holloway against Calvin Catter. Uh, Tom Breeze is on that card as well. But, um, Team Renegade making waves these days. They're everywhere. Team Renegade are making waves these days. Yeah, Joy Herbert will be on one of those uh, early January cards, I think, as well, won't he? We find Dracker close. I know that that came out anyway. I can't remember yeah. when his card is. But uh, I know when he was on the show, you couldn't tell us who he was fighting, but now we know. Yeah, then... Um, is there anything else to say about the UFC? Any other UFC news? No, I, th- I think that's really it for the time being. Okay. Uh, then also on Thursday, just gone, it was Bellator 254. It's being headlined by Alima Lay McFarlane against Juliana Velasquez. Both women were undefeated going into the fight. Juliana Velasquez got the win. Ross, 
this is this is Bellator's last show of the year. I felt like it didn't go the way they wanted it to go. No, they sort of started making Thursday nights their night. Um, what? Let me ask this correctly. What did you make of the year Bellator had? I felt like they suffered with the pandemic. UFC came back to the bat and were showing their product. Bellator, I think, were a solid two months behind them to get their product up and running. And I just felt like they didn't knock it out of the park, to be honest. I thought yeah. Thursday nights was a bad choice. I thought they definitely should run Friday nights. They probably called it Friday night fight night. You know what I mean? Um, I just think Thursday nights aren't great. And then for like the European market, I thought when they did the European shows, it was good. I was happy to watch them on Thursday. But I'm not saying until 4 o'clock in the morning to watch a Thursday night show. I think they, they lose some of the audience that way. And that's on them to reschedule to a better night of the week. I think even if it was a Sunday night, it would be more attractive than Thursday night. Would you, yeah, Sunday? It was on earlier, like, maybe. Mm, yeah, it was slightly earlier, but on Sunday, I think people would be more intrigued to watch it. Well, also, they, I felt like uh, they lost out on like a lot of their heavyweights in the fight in the, in the latter half of the year as well. They're going through a bit of a transition now as well. As, as you've seen, they... They aren't just jumping at the, trying to sign Anderson Silva. No, I, I know they got Yoel Romero on board, but and Rumble Johnson, and Rumble Johnson, yeah. But um, I, th- I think now they're they're like right, we're going this way. Mm. Like obviously, we're having big John McCarthy and uh, Josh Thompson on in the new year to tell us what Bellator's plan is at the moment. But like just looking now, I know they're sort of trying to make Thursday night their thing, but. Mm. There was basically no hype into that that fight there just on Thursday, and I feel like with the UC doing the fight and stuff, they really, really like they like Bellator. About. Yeah, but Bellator sort of caught up a bit, and then UC will fight on and just goes. Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah, I do, I just feel like they didn't do a great job of hyping their fights, as I said, and I feel like UFC like exploded, and like UFC being on ESPN, they got such mainstream um, play. Yeah, and also. Bellator is now starting to look like a retirement home for the UFC fighters, which I don't think is the look they were actually going for. I was even watching the way when they were fighting, there was no like live tweets coming up the way UFC do it. Mm. Um, I think Cage Warriors didn't do it either, but the production, I, I think Cage Warriors is really just caught up with Bellator now as well. Yeah, but it's definitely coming close to that part, but they do have... Um, the bypass platform to come off as well so like there's probably a set plan from the UFC on how to market and stream your fights that Cage Warriors can follow plus Bellator have to go out there and do their own thing there are things I like about Bellator I like the walkouts about Bellator um, I, I actually think I prefer the Cage Bellator I think I like the way it's a circle as opposed to an octagon but why is that? Uh, I, I just think that like it's Harder for there's less um like pads yeah I mean? so I feel like there's less like using the cage to your advantage if that makes sense yeah but the way I know there's less for like say if you're there at the arena it's mm. it, like it's harder to see inside the cage at a UFC event rather than a Bellator event yeah but sure. the way the octagon is shaped like an octagon obviously it makes fighters have to engage whereas in Bellator you can keep circling around and there's no like dead end yeah that's true that's the negative um, you know yeah I suppose there's pros and cons to all of it you know what I mean um, yeah, but, or like if you put them in the smaller UFC cage well, then like it's it's been rock and sock and robot yeah. you know what I mean yeah so uh, uh, that, that's, that, that seems to be it um, will I see if I have an update for me and Gary yeah I think he has a voice now here for me so uh, yeah so also Clamor is and then Ross also, uh, Clan Wars was on over the weekend as well. I can't believe they actually pulled off that event because the previous week it was cancelled. Yeah, I think a big thing for me with that that people probably don't think of is that that was up in Belfast. I think half the card was fighting out of Dublin, right? Yeah. So a lot of those people were amateurs fighting on the card. So they would have taken the weekend off work or taken the weekend off with their family. Go up. It's cancelled. You have to come back down. And then you have to arrange that the next week off and go back up. And make weight again. And make weight again. So I think 
a lot of fights did get cancelled, a lot of fights did yeah. get taken off. But I am happy to see Clan Moore actually be able to put on a yeah. card and be able to put on amateur MMA in Ireland during the pandemic. It's very impressive, to be honest. Yeah, fair play to everyone that took part in that as well. It, um, it's just good to see like domestic MMA still going, still growing. Mm. Exactly. All right, so Ross, obviously we're, we're, Ian's about to jump on with us now shortly, but just before we finish everything up, is there anything else you want to say before we have you on? No, I just want to reiterate the competition that we're running. I think it's the best competition we've ever run. Uh, I think it's the yeah. perfect opportunity to get that extra love or that love in your life an extra present or whether it's a kickstart to your fitness journey in 2021 because that's some pretty cool gear. Also, it's almost like a prize for two people as well because you get the pads and the gloves. You know, someone can actually hold the pads for you while the other person does the function. So I think it's a great prize. What do you think about them? Yeah. I just like the fact that we added the money in as well. Just like, you know, I mean, some people lost their jobs this year and it feels good to be able to give something back, especially people that have been following us for ages. And I know we've done previous competitions, give away jerseys, this, that, and the other. But uh, yeah, it's a good feeling. It is. It's nice yeah. to give back. And I feel like the people who follow us and were loyal to us, or even new people, you know what I mean? Like you said, it was earlier this year. Why not give back when you can? Exactly. Right. Okay. So, Ross, here we go. The man of the moment, Ian Gary's on the show. Yeah, the future is here. Ian, how's it going? Fresh off your win over Cage Warriors 119, wearing his number one dickhead top. <laughs> it's, 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 it just screams, I'm an arsehole. Um, <laughs> how's the golf going, by the way? Out playing a bit of golf with the boys. Uh, how, how, how are you hitting it? Good, good, really good, yeah. Good, good to get back out and just enjoy it. And I don't know, it's kind of like, well, it's lads like to go to the pub. I'm, I'm like going to the golf course lately, so that's my uh, that's right, my like therapy. My yeah, I just it's, it's my bit of my bit of chill time, my bit of downtime to myself. I go out a lot on my own and just chill out and just think. So, it's and good. you have a handicap, but uh, yeah, so I'm down to 14 now. Just I was down, to, yeah, well, I started on 26. I'm down to 14, and I'm going to be down to single figures by before summer. That's the goal. And I, not, I, not bad for somebody who gets punched in the face for a living. Well, I would not punched punch in the face. Yeah, attempted to get punched in the face for a living. But uh, I'm quite good. I'm quite good at not getting hit. That's not a mark. That's now what? 11 fights, 12 fights without a mark? Yeah, but Ian, you're coming off of like a, your win over the weekend. Like, um, how was the preparation during the week and then like to come out with the win how did that feel so <sighs> preparation for this fight in general was 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 great um even when it was harder to prepare due to covid and stuff like that and just just bodies there was a couple of people injured a couple of people couldn't come over that would normally be able to help me for fights but look we done what we could with what we had and it didn't stop us. Like realistically, once it's me and Chris, and we can just kind of bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. Um, like he tells me something, I something, I'll say, "Here, look, I'm thinking about this, this, and this," and we just let the kind of um, the learning curve just just go on its own tangent, and we just kind of figure it out together. Um, I'm going to improve. Uh, he sees. He's just. He he is a lot of a, a lot of. A lot of say in what I do in my in my game is in like he he controls it a lot of it like I like to do a lot of things that he says he shuts down he's like no we're not doing that just, just don't do it I may try be trying some mad stuff on the ground but he's like he kind of sways me in the right direction and and reminds me he's like here's why you're doing this just punch him in the face don't go over a sub punch him in the fucking face that's what you want to do I'm like yeah you're right. He's like, so stop going, going for a sub, punch him in the face, and then if a sub opens, it opens. Stuff like that, little things. But preparation was great. Um, the fight, the preparation for a fight, obviously because we flew over on the Wednesday and then the fight was on the Saturday, just kind of very, very easy. We, we came up with um, three kind of routine pads. So we do one round strike and one round uh, ground and pound and then one round kind of flow, me and him moving for a takedown because – I wanted to take your man down. I wanted to. Uh, I, 
I wanted to get a hold of him and and just completely elbow the face off. That was my goal. Like, um, it was something that was a surprise really in the, when we saw the takedown early on in the fight, and that uh, you know what, it was a good shot, and he, he actually did a very good job of, of stopping a fair pace. He did, yeah, um, he did. Because it was a very fast shot. I was like, I was like, that was a good shot. Like, uh, yeah, it really was. So he was throwing. He he was just about to throw a kick. That's why I, I went at him. I was like, we were waiting for a shot. I was waiting for a shot off him. Like, I know for a fact I could have punched him out off him. I know I could have stood there for fifteen minutes and punched him black and blue. That's not an issue. I've shown that part of my game. I wanted to go in there and take this guy down and elbow the face off him and get it done nice and easy. Show my progression. Um, true control, show that I can control him, hold him down, do what I want, and then elbow the face off him and get to get, get the win fast and easily against a big, strong, powerful, explosive guy like that. And I just shut it down and beat him quick. So preparation was good, confidence never an issue, and definitely not. It was just held after the walkout. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, after having that, that fight now and, like, wrapping up the year the way it has been, like, we, like what, how are you sort of feeling now? Because, like, obviously you were dying to get on that UFC Dublin card that didn't actually happen at the end. But and then when you look at, what, what like, how Reese, Reese has gotten on in the, in the UFC now, he's, he's gone 0-2 after having, the, having a huge name, especially over here. Like, are you sort of now, like, I want to just sort of keep taking my time, keep getting this sort of the experience in the, in the in the cage like like what's the way you're sort of looking at things now because everyone was hyping you up to get on that UFC Dublin card but now it's like maybe maybe like if you went into the welterweight division now you'd be the youngest by far you know yeah um so I want the belt the vacant belt however yeah I want well I want the belt that's that's what I want it's vacant there is no one else in the division um who can who can call for that belt at the moment? That's signed to Cage Warriors. Um, Aaron Khalid would have been it would have been me and Khalid for the belt had Aaron won, I imagine. But he lost, and I don't know what the story is with the opponent that he fought, the Amani, uh, the Italian. I don't know. Um, but I know how good I am. I know how like you can only be as good as the guy that's in front of you. If that makes sense, is in like. The better guys I'm going to fight, the better scrambles and the better, the better fights I'm going to have. If I'm fighting guys that I don't think are on my level, I'm going to run through them. I'm going to run through the top-level guys anyway. But it's going to take someone like me to beat me or to put up a fight against me, not someone who's just good. Yeah. It's got to be someone who's a fucking world-ender. So I'm probably not going to get tested in Europe. Until I make it to the UFC, and I'm okay, I'm okay with that because I'm like, if I can make a good guy look shit, then I'm doing my job right. Yeah. Um, I think I have to talk to Chris because I just listened to uh, Graham, something Graham Boylan was saying there, um, and he was saying that he'd be open to giving me, open to giving me a shot at the belt. But once I get the belt, there's no more room for progression. Like you're, that's the you're thing. The top, that's the that's the thing. You're the top I like guy. Yeah, and sorry to cut across you. It was just uh, like in the build up to the weekend's fight. So I asked Ross, I go, "What are you looking for tomorrow? UFC 256, obviously a pay per view or Cage Warriors." And then we were like, "We're both looking for the Cage Warriors." And then obviously like mm. being mates with yourself and Paul, and then Paul lost, and then which was like, you know, I mean, like we're way more invested now in, in you lads. And then you got the win, and I was sort of like, "Right, Paul lost, even though we both thought he won." I don't know what you thought, but it was like I thought it should have been a draw. Okay, well that that's fair, you know, and, but it's like. Maybe we shouldn't be like absolutely pushing Ian Gary to get in the UC yeah. card in January, you know? Because like <laughs> there's a like once you're once you're up with the with the top of the top, there's no coming back down. There's no easy fights mm -hmm. then, you know. And you're you're so young, man. What is it? You're 21, 22, 21? 23. 23. Just turned 23. Exactly. And then you'd be the youngest in the division as well. Like as much as people want you to be there, once you're there, you're there. And then like yeah. look at look at look at the way like Reese jumped at that opportunity so fast. Yeah. And like if he like he could have built his brand up being on this event and the previous trilogy, you know what I mean? And now he's sort of stuck in limbo. And like uh, Touchwood, like he like he wins his next fight because obviously we're all mates with Reese. But uh, it's like because we're very good uh, friends now, you you just don't want to see something like that happen because all of a sudden you become, yeah, that, you become old news. It makes a lot of sense. It's for me, for me and Chris, 
we're we're not worried about fighting like I'm going to speak on his point. He's not worried about me fighting the best guys at the moment. As in, he knows that's going to happen. He knows I'm going to make the UFC. He knows I'm going to fight the best guys. He knows I'm going to get my way up there towards the top 10 of the division and start picking ads off. He knows that's coming. That's only a matter, again, it's only a matter of time. Right now, he wants, he doesn't want, he, like, we don't want a resituation. Like, we don't want to be jumping in on last, on, on, on short notice to fill in for someone. We want the UFC coming to us. Yeah. We, yeah. we want them going, we want Ian Gary. And that's going to happen. I think Chris wants one more, then the belt. And we both agreed that I want three fights next year. So well, was I, oh, I actually was thinking that as well. I was like, I, was yeah. like if he, I actually said that to Baz on the phone yesterday. I go, if Ian does the three trilogies next year or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, wins a fight. Or even if you win the welterweight belt, Next, right? I was like, maybe even a test fight in middleweight and then the middleweight belt or whatever. I was like, three fights, another year's older, another size to develop as well. Because if I remember correctly, like this this time last year, you weren't even doing strength and condition training, you were just doing your sparring and doing your training. That was it. And I was like, another year developed because I was, I was looking at the potential matchup of you versus Frederick. And I was like, I was like, he's such like a man, if you know what I mean. He was like a man bear, if you know what I mean. Like, he's most, he's an absolute, yeah. Man. And I was like, I was like, Ian would look very lean standing next to him, but give him another nine, ten months, and like he'll be fully developed. Because I, I still look at you and still see you growing each time I see yeah, you. Yeah, from a physique, from a physique standpoint as well. Like, yeah. you're developing every time you see it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm not worried about any middleweights. I don't. I'm not worried about me being undersized in middleweight. Like I train with James Webb, who's one of the best middleweights in Europe, hands down. Like that man can out grapple and out wrestle anyone. And I've, I train with that man, with that man on a weekly basis, like normally. Like, so I'm not worried about middleweight. Like I'm strong enough. I train with Chris Fields. He's like, he's <laughs> tapping, taps like 100 kilos walking around and knows everything I'm doing, and we still end up having like scraps. So I'm not worried about strength or size my skill and my my brain my intelligence will, will make up for what i lack in size as opposed to a, a middleweight so i wouldn't be worried about about someone over being, being oversized or being stronger than me because it's not gonna happen i'm like that's great but when i jab you in the mouth 600 times in, <laughs> in 25 minutes let's see who's who's worse after it do you know what i mean um we're go- I'm go- I have to sit down and talk to Chris. We've, we've said we're going to sit down and grab a coffee and, and chat about what's next. I think he wants one more against a top-level opponent in the welterweight division, then fight for the belt, and then defend it. And I'm like, that's boring. I want to fight for the belt. Then I want to win another belt. And then I might defend one of them. I don't care. I'm in no rush. But, like, that belt's sitting there. There's no one else to fight for that belt, why not give it to me? I've earned it. I've been in the division for two years. Yes, I haven't fought any of the top-level guys, but that's not my fault. I've asked for them. I've been asking for them. Like we said, I can say it now, we said yes to Aaron Khalid for this fight. And what, and who who that, would you fight for the belt if you had your choice? I don't care. <laughs> this is the thing. I literally don't care. I just want to fight for the belt. Anyway, I'm going to be honest, I don't think it's going to happen because I think Chris is going to shut it down. And it he's, only, he's only got your best interest at heart, though. It annoys me, but it doesn't because I know why he's doing it. Um, I think he wants me to fight like a Khalid or a Diamani. I Honestly, like I'd rather fight the guy to beat Khalid because that makes more sense. But then again, it's like, why not make that for the belt? It, this is where it's all kind of getting a bit like hazy we don't know really what the story is but I'd rather I, I want to be a, a guy like I've said this to you before I don't just want to get to a point in my career because of my mouth or my hype I want to have earned it so if I go in if I go in now and I fight for the belt I don't want people saying oh well he hasn't fought anybody or he hasn't done this he hasn't earned it yet it's like right fuck's sake Jesus apparently I can't do anything so I want to fight Chris wants me to fight a guy Who's like you recognize in Europe, recognize in the top? Like, I think Aaron Cleed is like the seventh ranked UK and Irish welterweight. 
you know what I mean? So something like that. Like he's 10, 6 and 1. So he's 70, near, near 20 fights in, in, in his pro career. So if, if I was to fight someone like him, and I like Aaron, I respect Aaron, but like if I was to fight someone like him and beat him, and then go for the belt, then there's no argument. It's like, right, he is the yeah. best welterweight. Now he's, when he wins the belt, he is the best welterweight in Europe. It's not like, oh, he had an easy road and got to where he was. It's like, right, he's beat. He beat these guys, started his career. He was then so good that he couldn't fight normal, like average lads, that we put him in there with one of the top guys. He beats him, and then he fights for the belt, wins the belt, wins the middleweight belt, sitting there, two nice pieces of gold. And then it's like, <laughs> UFC, where are you? Yeah. So it's, it's a case of like, I'm not in any rush, and it, it's even more so like I know by the end of 2021, I'll be signed to the UFC. Um, it's just about how how do we go about it? We've got to come up with a plan, formulate an idea, talk to Graham, talk to Ian Dean, talk to guys at Cage Warriors, and me and Chris need to come up with what way we think is best. And to be honest, I'm I'm not going to have a say in it. So, if it was my way, I'd fight for the belt, and then I'd fight for the middleweight belt, and then I'd be like, right, I'm seven and zero. I've got two two pieces of gold around my shoulders. I'm the most hyped prospect in in Europe. I'm not a prospect anymore. I'm a double champion Cage Warriors put me into the UFC and see what happens but like I know that's not going to happen so it's okay there's, there's no 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 issues behind it but it's like sometimes it's, it's right to pump the pump the brakes a little bit and while I don't really want it it's it's the smart move yeah that's why you have so, your big bro in your corner exactly that's why I've got that's why I've got the big man by my side so it it, it annoys. It, it frustrates me to to kind of agree with it because I would like to move fast. Like I don't want to move slow. I want. To, I told you I want to get in and get out. Um. However, it is the right decision. Beat someone like Khalid or Kima, or uh, Diamani, the Italian, and earn the belt against probably a UFC, an ex UFC guy, or someone looking to get into UFC. And I don't know. I don't know what how they do that. That's with the Cage Warriors. But beat beat one of the two guys that that fought there. And then fight for the belt, and then either defend it or move up. I kind of want the two belts, so I'll probably move up. But uh, that's that's probably what's going to happen. And at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just going to be happy to get in there, fight, show my skill set, prove to everyone how good I am. And look, at the end of the day, I have fun. I I love fighting. So this is like my least favorite time. I I I've just had a fight. I come home now. I've got like I, I give myself a week off, and it's like right. What am I going to do? It's like well, all I want to do is train. So, it's like... I can't believe you said your least favourite time is on the Energy show. That's fucking shit. <laughs> nah! Yeah, yeah, but Ian, Ian like, uh, the, the, you see, the thing is, you're in such a particular situation because, like, you're, you're getting promoted as one of the main faces of, on the roster. Uh, then, like... Because I am. Yeah, I can't argue that. And then, like, the way, <laughs> if you look at, like, Joy Herbert or if you look at Modeskis Bukowskis, both former champs, yeah. they're both, both are UCA debut. Oh, no, Modeskis won his first one, then lost the second one against Jimmy Crew. But, like, yeah, yeah. I, I think the way, like, people, like, because you're sort of on the rise now, it's like, right, maybe take a look and, like, should he take that quick call up? Maybe not, you know, obviously the re situation. But, like, even, yeah, look at, yeah. even look at Mason. Mason's, like, the double champ and he still hasn't been, try- like, given a fight yet as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's on the on the radar as well because uh, we had Dean Barry on the show there recently, and he was like saying after he went two and one, he was like he was on the radar, and then he went there won that third fight, and they, they signed him up. You know what I mean? So I'm sure if they know who Dean Barry is, they know who Ian Gary is. You know, similar names as well. <laughs> Someone tweeted about that it was quite good. It was. Did you see the tweet? What what's called if your name it rhymes with Dean Gar- or Dean uh, Barry or Ian Gary, you're very handsome and you're a brilliant fighter. <laughs> No, someone said. Uh, someone said uh, the UFC fucked up. They signed Dean Barry instead of Ian Gary. <laughs> oh, said. Oh, another thing, another thing we said we were going to bring up. Remember the U- UFC Europe tweeted out the picture of. of the- oh, that man don't start. Don't fucking. I was fuming. I was sitting there. Go. Did you see my reply to them? I was sitting down at a table with a load of people, and I walked into the office, and I was like, "Who do?" Who this? Yeah, for the people that don't know, sorry, Ian, for the people that don't know, what happened was UFC Europe retweeted a picture of the fighters to watch uh, Cage Warriors, and they said Ian Gary, but it was actually Ian Gary's opponent. No, it was a picture of Aiden Stevens. Oh, I thought it was your opponent for a sec. It was, it was a, it was a featherweight. It was the guy that Paul Hughes beat in his last fight. 
Oh, I, um, know that. I knew it wasn't I, you anyway, that was the point. I comment I commented on, on the Instagram being like at UFC Europe, how did you fuck up the best looking fighter in the roster? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But oh, yeah. it, was, it was so good, but it's yeah, that was uh, it doesn't look shit like that doesn't bother me. I was annoyed about it, but just purely because I was like, How do you get like how do you get a face and a name wrong? Like, you must literally just have to look a person up and see their face, yeah. it's not that hard. I always think the social media manager is like someone who doesn't actually follow the sport. They're just like a on social media. Yeah. That's always a problem. Yeah, literally. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm in, a, I'm in a situation now where I'm like, I want to, I want to move so fast in this, in this career, but I know, I know I need to pump the brakes. I'm pumping the brakes is the right thing. I don't necessarily want to do it, but again, I know it's the right thing to do. But yeah, look, we can just have fun and I'm, I'm going to improve so much. Like we've got about, well, I don't know how many big weeks, but let's say we've got about 12 weeks between now and, and the fight. So three months. I'm going to improve so much in three months. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to come out, fight whoever I fight, beat. Like, again, the confidence is only going up and up and up. Like, Cage Warriors, I, I'm just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm becoming like a beast that can't be tamed at this stage. Like, it's like, they've created an, like, an animal that they, they're going to be scared of like it's, it's just I'm going to walk in and be like right lads just go in do my job be whoever's there and just get out and see what's next and just keep moving forward and keep moving forward because I know where I'm going to end up I know where I'm going to be I know how good I'm going to, I can be and I will be it's just a matter of time and I'll be anybody in front of me that, that Cage is put there or whoever I fight when I get to the UFC but I have to get there first before I start thinking about that and that's that's all I'm thinking about is progressing every day and every time I'm training beating anyone who stood across the cage from me now next time I better have someone who's who's good enough to be in there with me because that guy wasn't good enough to be in there with me and that was I said that on the VT beforehand like he's he's stupid for taking the fight with me because he's either looking to get paid or he thinks he can beat me and either way it's not a good idea so well Ian let's look into the future then well, I did, I did, excuse the pun, I didn't mean to do that. But uh, Cage Warriors, they've announced they're having another trilogy in March, the 18th, 19th, and 20th. I'm sure you're going to be on that. But also, yeah. before this, the trilogy the trilogy that just went by, um, Graham Boylan was saying that there's, there's something going on in California. Is that something you're looking into as well? Not at the moment. I don't know. I don't, again, they've said the next event is March. That's all I'm thinking about. If they go to California, they go to California. Who's a better man to represent the brand than me? Yeah, you know I, mean? called, oh, I actually said my thoughts that the California show is going to be a Dana White looking for a fight episode. You know, that's what I think. Yeah, it, it could be. It could be anything. I don't really know. I don't understand what it is. I have no inside knowledge. I couldn't care less hmm. because I, we've been given the next dates. We've been told that they're in March. I'd imagine I'll be on the March 20th card, the card that's the last night, the Saturday night again. And whether it be for a belt or against a top-level opponent in Europe, I don't know. We'll find out. I really don't care who it's against. I just want to go in there and get my hand raised again and prove once again that I'm, I'm one of the baddest men like at my, in my division in, in Europe. One thing I did want to ask you that came out in the news this week is uh, someone you're looking to emulate uh, his achievements, Conor McGregor. He actually saved uh, Philip Peter's gym, SBG yes. for Arlington. What should make of that? Because I know you've trained with Philip Peter before. And just give us your thoughts on that. Uh, well, I, I don't know what... I didn't really... like. Obviously, I was fighting. So I, I heard Chris mention it and I heard him and Adam talk about it. And I just... I did, I, I've, been, I've been off... Facebook and social media and Twitter as much as I could be other than by the times I posted just to kind of make sure everyone knew what was what was happening when the fights were I just so I seen it happen I haven't really paid attention to it in a sense of why he was potentially closing whether it was a money issue or I don't know what the crack was it, it seemed to be financial that, well the fact that Connor is, is paying for it, it, it you've got to just like it's it's a great kind of way to help a friend out. Like it's that's yeah. that's all he, that's what he's doing. Like if any of my if I was in that position, and any of my friends were were struggling to keep their gyms open due to COVID, which I'm imagining is what it is with the membership fees mm. and stuff like yeah. that, not being able to train, you just got to be very thankful and just be blessed that there's someone there that that can kind of give you a dig out because everyone needs a friend. Not, not like just because it's Connor and he's 
well, he's minted. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be something like that. But like, just everybody needs a friend. And if someone can, yeah. can give you a hand, then that's, that's what friends are for. Like, I'm sure if, if you ever needed anything and I could help you, it's like, I'd obviously do it. So, like, it's, that's the way it is. So, it's nice to see, like, people giving a dig out and helping people in this situation. Because it's not easy that the COVID especially for owners of gyms and restaurants and stuff like that. So fair play to Connor and I hope Phil Phil is all right and looked after until things open back up and, and move forward. Yeah, think yeah, about that. Hundreds of kids. Hundreds of kids are now have somewhere to go again, you know? Exactly. And it's 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 about the sport as and well. There could, be a, there could be a future Ian Gary there as well. Who knows? There's only one Ian Gary. <laughs> well someone might, just be, someone might just be called Ian Gary. <laughs> And, uh, here, He's only one in. Here, Baz, t- tell me about the Shelly Shelly thing, uh, and then it does. What's that all about? Okay, I gave I gave Ryan a shout after it was after your fight, and then he was saying something. They have a joke with you about energized or something in the gym. They were saying a joke about me. No, there, there's a joke. There's something like oh, Ian's basically on the is part of the energized or something. Like that. Oh yeah, they think they think they think I'm basically like the third man in the show, like. <laughs> The energized show. That's it. We do. That's it. That's that is the WhatsApp look, group, you know. Look, come here. Yeah. Ryan's a little shy bag, all right. You don't worry. Fair play to Ryan getting his way. win over the weekend as well. Yeah, fair play to him. What? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think there could be a small bit of jealousy there. He hasn't got the nod for the show yet, Ian. What do you think? I yeah. Uh, I I love honestly. Yeah, no, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Shelley is is one of my favorite people. Him and Adam. I get along with those two boys like a house on fire. It's ridiculous. They're just, uh, you know, when you have a click with your mates and you just get along with them, they're just, they're so alike. And like, I get along with them so well. So all I end up doing is, is absolutely like roasting them. Like, that's all it is. I just, like, I brought Adam away with me to, uh, to that fight. He came over and like, just before we were walking out, it was me, him and Chris. And he's obviously in crutches and a boot. Yeah. And I was like, you just go ahead now. I was like, don't walk out with us. And he's like, you sure? I was like, if you go on your skull, I'm not going to be able to fight for at least 10 minutes. Like, I was like, just go now. Because if you fall now, like, it won't be on, it won't be on TV. Like, just, just me and Chris, like, just go before anything bad happens. Because if the camera's on, you'll end up going on your nut. And I was like, I was just, just, just being around like him. And he's, he's got good banter. And so does Ryan. It's just, they're two nice kids and they're both very, very, very good. I think that's Ryan's last amateur fight. He's going to be moving them and making the move into the pro ranks. Adam the same, except he's just currently injured. Um, you up the Shelly's. So yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's a, it shows it's the progression of our gym. Like our gym is just moving so fast. There's a lot of lads there that are doing ridiculously good and in the gym and just haven't been given a stage to perform on. Like we've got lads like Taka and Leon and Camille, and then obviously the Shelleys, and there's so many more like that are just training every day, getting better and better and better. And it's just a case of we just we need we need MMA shows back up and running before they can start getting getting their wins back and getting their performances out there. Exactly, massive shout out to Team KF as well. The stuff they're doing there, what Chris is doing, Tom's doing, it's brilliant to see, and it's actually it's really really cool. And they're like they're always in touch as well. Uh, anytime, anytime we're talking to anyone from Team Crafter, like mm. let us know, tag us, we'll share it. It's and especially yourself, you know, I have to put this in as well. Sometimes we have guests on the show, and then like they they, they, they like wouldn't share it, or they 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 do one tweet, but we're like, here, look, there's a few things here. Like every single funny. time, someone gives you an hour of their time, then they don't. Yeah, fuck them guys. I'm out. I don't care. No. But like, but like Ian, you're just you're just a couple of steps ahead of the game. Like for even younger people watching this now, I'm sure loads of people are going to tune in to see what you're saying after. Yeah. The game. But like the way you like the tweets, you're on top of the Facebook shares, you're on top of the Instagram stories, you're on top of like we don't even like need to ask you. You're and the bowling like, shirts as well. And the bowling shirts. No, it's just uh, I think this some, is banging. I think some people need to definitely get on that a bit more and see how important it is. And you're just uh, definitely ahead of the curve here, the new generation. Well, it's it's a case of like, it's not all like, it's not only me taking like me taking however say an hour right an hour of my time. I'm taking an hour out of your time as well. Like so, like if you're putting out a show and I'm on it and I've given you an hour of my time and you've given me an hour of yours to sit down and chat to me, why on earth wouldn't I wouldn't I share and help you? As, get more views or just put it out there and some people don't, I don't know, whatever people's aspect is but like it's just like it's 
respect. Like, it's like you putting your hand out and me not shaking it. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, get the, f- get the boat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> someone in that, someone in that to me and thing, I'd be like looking at them going, shake that hand or I'm going to give you a slap. So that's the way I look at it. And, and I like the two years and I, I, I want to do, I want to see us do well. And it me, if, me, if, if me sharing helps, helps get you 10 more views, then that's all, then, then I'll keep sharing. And Ross, Ian took a call off me and Johnny as well after his fight. We were like, what are you doing? <laughs> right after the fight, it was actually unreal. I was trying to get, he was, he was fucking gassy. Like, you know, you know, screaming down the phone. I was like, so, just, I, I had no 3G. And I was like, I tried to join the first one because we were in the, your call at bad reception. And then I tried to join it again. I was like, fuck, fuck. All right, fine. I joined it. And I was like, hey, and you all the hell was, you know. You're an animal. You're an animal. Yeah. You're really uh, yeah, Ian, we're, just before we wrap things up, myself and Ross, we're doing a competition with Voice Store Media. We're giving away boxing gloves, pads, wraps, an energized hoodie, energized t shirt, and 200 euro. So, for people that only just watched the interview part with yourself, like, uh, like we would appreciate if you do share, you can enter if you want to do it. We don't mind, but uh, it's great well, to just give some it. back to people, you know, and like, uh, as you know, as you know, myself and Ross are growing. I'm like, fuck this year. It's been a crazy year. Yeah. It's good to give something back. And uh, we really appreciate Absolutely. it. No, lads, lads, as I said, like, you're helping me get my story out there anytime I'm coming on and my feelings and my thoughts. So me coming on is not just you doing me a favor and me doing you. It's just both helping each other. And I'll always keep coming back on. Even when I am a K-Royce champion, I am in the UFC and I am a UFC champion. I'll still be here. Don't worry. When you turn pro golf as well. Yeah. Boom! It's coming. <laughs> oh, four. Uh, ah, boy, no way. We're, we're past four. We're down to the handicap now, where we're just fairways and maybe, maybe like the semi-rough. <laughs> well, guys, there you have it, Mister Ian Gary in his lovely dickhead shirt. So, guys, if you have, if you have uh, enjoyed the show, make sure to enter enter the Energize competition. Make sure to like share subscribe and as always stay energized stay energized